0: Chris Fling works at an oil company in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in an historic neighborhood built around the turn of the century. It's just always been a very peaceful place to live. Super easy access to downtown. A couple of years ago, Chris noticed that a man who bought the house across from his started occasionally renting it on Airbnb. It made sense. The city was starting to see more visitors. But three weeks ago, Chris experienced the downside of living across from an Airbnb rental, about 11 o'clock, I got a, a text message from my neighbors saying there's a, some big goings on out front. And I went to the front of the house and looked out and sure enough, there were you know, cars all up and down the street and a lot of people out. People have been booking Airbnb rentals just for the night and partying. And there were you know, somewhere between 30 and 50 people over there and, and they were young and it was loud. It's happening all over the world, sometimes getting violent, pissing off hosts and disturbing neighbors and it happened to Chris. People
1: in a Midtown Tulsa neighborhood are shaken up and they are mad after someone fired dozens of gunshots at a home. They say those stray bullets hit
0: around 1 AM. Chris heard what he thought were firecrackers, but they were gunshots. A teenager at the party had been shot in the arm. Tulsa police told me Chris and his neighbors woke up in the morning, looked outside, and found dozens of bullet casings. Bullets had hit their trees, their cars, their homes. Chris and his neighbors tried to figure out what to do next. Do they confront the owner? Do they call their city council member? Do they call Airbnb? What do we do? We can't sue Airbnb. They didn't have anything to do with it. They claim they didn't have anything to do with it. You know, they don't filter anybody. On the next two weeks of the information's 411, We're going to look at some of the uglier questions raised by Airbnb's growth. How did Silicon Valley's favorite home sharing startup get to this point? I'm Corey Weinberg, and with me is my colleague, Paris Martineau. Hey. We have both done stories over the last couple weeks on this topic. We talked to Airbnb hosts dealing with parties, as well as employees at startups who wanted to use Airbnb's platform to build the next hospitality giant, sometimes through questionable means.
1: Yeah. Airbnb said this week it filed its paperwork to finally go public. It was hit hard by the pandemic, but is starting to recover. The company's 12-year run has changed how people travel. It's inspired legions of other startups to take on the short-term rental economy.
0: Hosts often don't have to get explicit approval from cities or neighbors to start listing their homes. Airbnb generally hasn't been liable for what happens in those homes, but as we know, Being a large internet platform means inviting a lot of problems. What's a $20 billion startup to do about it?
1: Corey, you recently dug into the issue of the growing number of parties that people are throwing at short-term rentals. How did you get in on this topic? Uh,
0: Well, one of my favorite hobbies, especially these days, I'm not really going outside much, is reading online forums and Facebook groups for Airbnb hosts. And usually it's, I mean, just a lot of posts uh, asking for advice uh, about which photos to use in their listings. But recently there were a ton of posts about parties. Hosts were talking about hiring security guards, and swapping tips on how to tell if a guest was up to no good. There are these people who are sort of like Airbnb online influencers, and they make YouTube videos about hosting. They were even lamenting about parties. Airbnb is not in control of this, so I'm going to teach you how to take control of your business in this video. I'm going to
1: show you- Wow, okay. Is there any way to know if this is a real trend or just people complaining on the internet?
0: It, it was it was definitely a trend, even though people do like to complain on the Internet. They love it. I called up Ulrich Binzer. He runs a software firm called Host Compliance. His company runs hotlines for local governments, which are trying to regulate short-term rentals like Airbnbs. Yeah, we, we're actually seeing a huge increase in the number of noise complaints and party-related complaints about hotline. We're talking something like 240% over last year. Why is this happening? There's a lot of theories. Um, So most of these are unauthorized parties, which means people who own the homes or manage the homes, they don't explicitly want these parties, but guests throw them anyway. I do think it's worth looking at Airbnb's business model through this lens. A big thing the company has touted over the years is that it has, quote unquote, digitized trust
1: It's fascinating because at first, Airbnb was basically a couch surfing platform. It was a lot of people, you know, staying in the same home as their host and, you know, staying in a spare bedroom or on a pullout mattress.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, but a major part of Airbnb's growth over the last really several years, five, six years, has come from hosts renting out full homes where they're not on the property at all. They use digital lock codes to do remote check-ins, and they might even be in another state. Airbnb gets blamed a lot for the increase in housing prices in some cities for this reason, but that has also made some of these homes an easy target for people who want to party. And Ulrich told me he's noticed club promoters are taking notice. What's happening is putting it out on Snapchat or Facebook or whatever social media platform that there's a party at this house and it's like 7 to $15 admission show up at 10 p.m. and bring a bottle of vodka, right? So the big problem recently, though, is that these parties are turning violent. In Las Vegas, a police captain held a press conference a couple of weeks ago, urging people not to gather at short-term rentals. Those of you who own these properties or those of you promoting parties at these properties, be warned. In just the past several months, there have been 15 shootings and three murders at these types of properties in Las Vegas. So
1: what is Airbnb doing about all this?
0: Most recently they announced that for the first time they would pursue legal action against a guest who rented a house in Sacramento where where there was a shooting. And they have banned people who are under 25 years old from booking on the same day and booking full homes in the areas they live. Um, Those are most likely to be the kinds of customers looking to party. But what's striking to me is that this recent string of parties is happening despite Airbnb's pledges last year to control the problem. CEO Brian Chesky said he was committed to stopping this when he was interviewed last November following a shooting in an Airbnb on Halloween night in the Bay Area. About two million people a night stay in Airbnbs and most without incident. But you know, very often there are moments in your company's history and there was a moment in our past that defined us, and this is another one of those moments, where a tragedy happens, and we say enough is enough. We gall- So Chesky talked then about more manual screenings for high-risk reservations. Airbnb was spinning up its own neighborhood hotlines. It would verify more of its listings to make sure the homes are legit. But they clearly haven't gotten their arms around the problem.
1: What else um, could they do?
0: I think some of the problems will be solved by hosts themselves, actually, uh, and Airbnb needs it to. The company talks a lot about the quote-unquote community and the company working together, and hosts can deter some of the problems by scrutinizing more of their bookings uh, more closely or restricting how guests can book. Uh, but people tell me they think Airbnb needs to do more as well, even if it impedes growth. Airbnb is different than competitor Verbo in an important way. Verbo doesn't allow any same-day bookings from guests. That reduces risk of parties. And those are the type of things that Airbnb could change, uh, which hosts are talking to me about. One is Louise Drolls. She hosts a three-bedroom apartment that's attached to her home in Sydney, Australia. And she's dealt with a string of bad guests. On three occasions, it's turned out to be a rager of a party, and they've, you know, absolutely trashed the joint. She said one group of guests ripped out the pages of her coffee table book to snort cocaine. I mean, they could have ripped into a copy of Vanity Fair. I would have been annoyed, but perhaps not quite as much. And Louise thinks Airbnb isn't doing enough to handle the problem. She dealt with a lot of customer service delays, and she thinks Airbnb should actually collect a security deposit from guests for potential rentals. She said hosts she talks to are fed up. They're all furious,
1: and many of them have said that once this is all over, you know, they probably won't be going back to Airbnb.
0: There is no protection. Next week, we look at another problem Airbnb is facing. Companies that try to build a business off of Airbnb's platform. It brings us to the curious case of Domeo. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like I said, I found out accidentally talking to the city manager in nashville it was hush hush that's next week on the 411 thanks for tuning in this week this episode was produced by ariella markovitz thanks to paris martineau chris fling ulrich binzer and Louise strolls for their time and thank you for listening